John Frederick Ferdinand Dorius. Much of the information for today and tomorrow is taken from the book Our Dorius Heritage, which I have come to love like an old friend. Excerpts from the book are cited on Family Search. John Frederick Ferdinand Dorius was born June 15, 1832, in Copenhagen, Denmark, the second living son of Nikolai Dorius and Anna Sophia Christofferson. Schooled in Copenhagen beginning at age six, by 12 he decided to learn the shoemaking trade in Christianhaven. When schooling and apprenticeship were complete, John returned to Copenhagen and began taking an increased interest in religion. He and his brother Carl had sung hymns in the Lutheran church as young boys, but John wasn't satisfied in the way the New Testament scriptures were explained by the priests, and as a result, for a time, he lost interest in all church service. He read the Bible, and after reading the New Testament, he was impressed to pray for light to understand the teachings of Jesus Christ. In June 1850, Erastus Snow and three other missionaries of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints first arrived in Copenhagen. In their quiet way, they won the love and respect of the people. They told of the restoration of the gospel in these latter days how God and his son Jesus Christ had appeared in a vision to Joseph Smith. Apostle Snow solemnly declared that the Church of Jesus Christ had been re-established on earth with all the blessings and powers thereof. These men preached the gospel with great power and spirit. John felt they were teaching the true gospel as recorded in the New Testament and this brought peace to his mind. His father Nikolai was baptized in November, and John and his sister Augusta were baptized on December 14, 1850. John writes that God blessed him with his Holy Spirit, with more light and an understanding of the scriptures and the gospel plan of salvation, and he was thereafter impressed with a desire to acquire a better knowledge of the scriptures. He gave thanks to God for his blessings. Before long, John was himself called to be a missionary for the church, serving in various parts of Denmark and Norway for most of the next six years. He encountered much persecution, but he also saw many miracles and often felt that the persecutions heaped upon them caused those who were honestly seeking for the truth to more closely investigate the church. In December of 1854, at a meeting of the saints in Christiania district, John was introduced to a young lady who had just received the gospel and been baptized. His thoughts about this young woman, as recorded in his journal, are all expressed in words of love, affection, and endearment. This girl was Kaya Franson. In February of the following year, John had the pleasure of baptizing Kaya's parents, Lars and Martha Maria Franson. As the night was a cold one, the men brought axes to cut a hole in the ice for the baptism. 
This in truth was a heavenly evening, John wrote about a couple of nights later when his proposal of marriage was accepted by Kaya. The following day he called to see her parents. He asked them for their consent and blessing, which they willingly and sacredly gave. On April 11, 1857, after another two years in the mission field, John, in a company of 31 souls that included Kaya and her parents, bid goodbye to Christiania, Norway, and left for Copenhagen. Here they remained until the 18th when they sailed the North Sea to the shores of England. They went by railroad to Liverpool and joined a large company of saints numbering 537. April 23rd, they boarded the Westmoreland, a large sailing vessel bound for Philadelphia. On the evening of April 24th, when most of the company had retired for the night, four couples who had planned to be married presented themselves before a returning missionary, Elder John M. K., who had consented to conduct a marriage ceremony. These four couples were Carl C. N. Dorius and Ellen Rolfson, John Ferdinand Frederick Dorius and Kaya Franson, CCA Christensen and Eliza Horby, and Lawrence Larson and Marie. It was a very quiet and impressive ceremony. After this, their near friends wished them happiness and prosperity. Refreshments were served, and so came to an end a beautiful ceremony and the most important event in the lives of these eight good, honest, and affectionate friends. The next day they sailed away on their wedding trip to a land choice above all other lands. Mm -hmm.